Last time on the Skip and Josh podcast. But I think your list is probably less driven by your fandom and more by just like pure hatred. Yeah, I didn't want to say that because it makes you sound like really evil, but that's exactly the words that were in my head. I am evil. I am completely evil. You you, you like to hold grudges. Oh, I have a long memory and I definitely like, hold grudges. <laughs> You're listening to the Skip and Josh podcast with Skip Sherman and Josh Obadia. Okay, Skip. So today, this entire episode is going to be devoted to the TV series from Netflix called Ozark. So if you haven't seen Ozark, don't listen to this episode because there will be a million spoilers. In fact, this whole episode is one giant spoiler for Ozark. Correct. But before we get to that, I wanted to let you know that I started watching a new show. It's actually not new. It's from 2020, but it's new to me. Actually, I Mm -hmm. started and finished watching it because there's only one season. And you and I talked about this show for about five seconds two years ago. (laughs) Okay. It's called High Fidelity. I'm sure you've heard of it. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. So the show is not as good as the movie, by the way. No, and the movie's not as good as the book. Correct. Yes, I was going to say that. The best thing about the show, actually, is that in one of the episodes, um, the actress Chloe Fineman from Saturday Night Live is in one of the episodes. And I love Chloe Fineman. So that's the best thing about the show. There was a lot of backlash when it got canceled. Um, Zoe Kravitz, who's like the lead. Yeah. She was really outspoken saying that uh, HBO didn't give it a chance and it should have, um, sh- there should have been a season two. And she was really disappointed that it got canceled because she thought it was really good. But like you said, it's, it was just okay, right? I mean, Well, two things. I didn't know it was on HBO because every episode that I watched at the beginning of the episode before the show starts, you see the ABC logo. So I didn't even know it was an HBO show. Oh, I could be wrong about that. The other thing is um, the show is basically exactly the same as the movie. Like some of the dialogue is pretty much identical, except word instead of word, a guy, yeah. Jason John Cusack, it's a girl. That's really yeah. the only difference. Yeah. I mean, would you re- would you recommend for people to watch season one of it or no. not even? No, I wouldn't. Yeah. But I have to I talk about that. the bad shows as well as the good shows, you know? It's your responsibility. To the listeners. Yeah, of course. Why not? Um, so anyway, before we get to Ozark, I understand we have Mm. some listener mail. Mailbag. Um, so last week we did, um, our most hated, uh, sports uh, franchises. (laughs) That was a fun one. Yeah, I know you like those. So, uh, Matt Sanderson from Surrey, British Columbia said, thanks for the shout out, um, and for doing the topic that he suggested to us, which was great. Thank you, Matt. And he, he. He said he respects that I only had the Jays at number seven on my list. <laughs> I don't really know what that means, but that's what he said. I mean, he's a Jays fan. Although he he did say that when he lived in the East Coast he and the Expos were around, he was more of an Expos fan at that time. Right, know, so. right. I'm still an Expos fan. Our friend Jesse in Texas, um, he said he, he has rivals, but he doesn't hate them. Because he's not a passionate sports fan as as like he's he's just he's he's a fan, but he's not as passionate a sports fan as some. So, for example, like he he considers like all the New York, Philadelphia, Washington, like the rivals of the Cowboys, but he doesn't hate those teams, and he, he doesn't like the St. Louis Cardinals because they beat the Texas Rangers in the World Series. I forget what year it was. 
Okay, yeah, 2000s. I do I do yeah. vaguely remember that. That's about 10 years ago, maybe more. Yeah, yeah. He says, I love hearing you two nerd out on any topic. That's great. So thanks for that. And then our friend Dan from North Carolina, and he said another great podcast. Um, he says he's on the same page with the Bruins because we both said we hate the Bruins. Right. Um, he says he has to keep his University of North Carolina, Duke, North Carolina State opinions to himself because he lives in that area and he... he he says rivalries run deep, so he says he doesn't want to take sides. <laughs> it's a smart man. And then he said, on a side note, Josh definitely woke up on the wrong side of the bed. He said, I've never heard a person so adamant about hating a whole franchise. Poor Tiger Cats. <laughs> if you knew the Tiger Cats, you wouldn't call them poor Tiger Cats. Right. And, I mean, separately from, like, what goes on our podcast social medias, just on my personal social media... I've never had a bigger reaction in terms of like the number of likes and the number of comments on a Facebook post than the picture that I put of my haircut. <laughs> like it was obscene. Like the, the comments, I was like, it was like, it was crazy. Like I was like, what's going on here? But I uh, had a big reaction. The before picture was scary. It was really scary because because for people who've seen me, like a lot of those people who posted stuff on my Facebook and whatnot, like they've seen me. They've seen me in pictures. They've seen me in person. But when my hair was up in like a bun or a ponytail, you couldn't really see that I looked like Troy Polamalu. <laughs> you know, like you couldn't really see that, that, that amount of hair. So anyways, I'm back to being like the normal short hair person. It's much better now. I'm not a fan of the man bun. I will go on mm. record as saying that. Okay, so this is going to be uh, a different type of episode. I'm not even sure how we're going to do it because we're just going to talk about the show Ozark, not just the last season, but all the seasons. Um, and we'll talk about some of the characters and what we liked and what we didn't like. I will say this at the outset. Listen, I've never created or written a television show so I can only imagine how difficult it is to do that. So here I am. I'm going to be like being critical of the show itself, but like not that I could have done anything better, right? So, you know, everyone's got their opinions on every show. And, and anytime yeah. you're doing a series finale, when everyone knows that it's the series finale ahead of time, everyone's very excited for it, anticipating it. And then sometimes it's a letdown. So yeah. That, that's what I'll say at the outset. But I wanted to basically talk about it. You know, I'm going to try and talk about it in chronological order is what I'm going to try to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're absolutely right. When a show is really popular and then there's a series finale, everybody has their opinion on what the series finale should be. Oh, it should have been like Game of Thrones. So like that was like the ultimate. Like everybody hated it. And why did it end this way? And like, well, that's the way it ended. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like sometimes, you know, like, Look, did I love the way Ozark ended? No. Was it horrible? No. It was good. But, I mean, is that the way I would have ended it? No. But I'm not a writer. <laughs> I'm not a Hollywood script screenplay writer. You know, like, this is not my job. So I don't know if I could do better. But I do have some opinions on what happened to certain characters and how things evolved that I was kind of upset with. And it's funny because we're talking about, like, we're comparing it to all these shows that had these big season finales. Like, I'm comparing it to Game of Thrones, whatever. I mean, there's only four seasons of this, right? And and when I say seasons, like, 
not we're not talking about 26 episodes in a season like you know from the 80s we're like we're talking about well i mean season four was broken down into two seven part mini seasons i guess i don't know what you want to call them but and we're not talking about this super long running show although it does feel like it's been on tv for a long time like because because it took of so COVID. long to make each yeah because of covid and then it also took so yeah because it took so long to make each season like we waited a long time between season three and season four you know so yeah i do so, think this would have been you know there are those shows that are only one season like limited series mm-hmm. i think this would have been better as that type yeah. of show anyway can we talk about episode one from season one episode one season one you want to go all the way back to the beginning well okay. because if i'm not mistaken it's been a while mm. but yeah someone gets their head blown off in the first episode well yeah i mean he his business partner is basically working for the mob doing like what he ends up doing after but he doesn't know and then he um, when i say he we're talking about jason bateman's character marty marty um and he's about to get killed too and then the he he convinces the the hitman to like spare him because i can make the mob a lot of money and he, he basically looks at a flyer for like the ozarks where which his partner had showed him and he's like we can launder all kinds of money through this and and he convinces him that he has value to the to the cartel. I mean, which is basically what he does every single episode from here on out. Right. It was a miracle that that Marty didn't get his head blown off in the first episode. Oh, 100%. But I mean, that's the whole show. But you know what I appreciated about the first season? What? Uh, and the beginning episodes is that they didn't he didn't try to hide it from like his family like the wife and the kids were in on the whole thing from the beginning like well no the kids right didn't the, the kids didn't know right away they didn't they no, didn't tell the right kids away. until they moved after to after they moved yeah, yeah yeah but i mean we're not talking about like a whole season went by and the kids didn't know what the parents were up to like eventually the kids were like okay this is our life now and you know like it, it was a little bit in the open you know so that kind of sets the scene for how it ends because the family basically sticks together. That's that's how it started and that's how it ends too, right? So, uh, I mean, in a way, how, how there's no way he could have hidden that from his family. There's like it's impossible. No. Yeah, they're, imagine you live in Chicago and they, you live in some kind of what you're a teenage girl like Charlotte is, and you live in this wealthy suburbs of Chicago, and then your family moves you to the sticks in the middle of nowhere in Missouri. Like, come on. Like, this is nuts, right? So, so yeah. So, season, episode one starts off with a bang, literally. Yeah. Um, and then you basically figure out what type of show this is going to be right away. Yeah. Because I didn't know what to expect, you know. I, I Everyone had told me you got to watch Ozark, and I had no clue what it was about. I mean, I compare it sort of to Breaking Bad in a, in a way that it's like good people and i'm putting good people in quotation marks because are they good people not really wendy bird is disgusting i I wish i can't stand her but like regular people caught up into like some kind of criminal stuff and each episode is basically them figuring out how to either make money for the mob or get them you know like um make sure they stay alive. Like they're going from like one scheme to the next, right? Like it's, it's like Marty's playing chess in his head with the Mexican cartel here, just trying to like try to stay one step ahead of being dead. Right. Like the whole time, literally the whole time. Right. Yes. 
And the other thing I'll say, the first two seasons, you could convince me that everything that happened in the first two seasons could actually happen in real life. You could convince me of that. Okay. But then... Even like even like the money inside the walls of the hotel and all that? Yeah, you could convince me. That's... But then season three is, I think, where it started to go a little bit off the rails. Because of the casinos? Like, it was... Not, bit... not just the casino, because then Wendy Bird, she becomes this crazy person that, like, good enough isn't good enough. You know? Yeah. Marty is here just trying to stay alive and get out of this as quickly as possible. And she's always wanting more. And then it gets kind of like a little bit ridiculous. It was ridiculous because you're right. Marty's whole thing is like, how can we get out of this alive? Right? And they how had we... they had a great plan. He had a great plan. The last episode of season two, that the plane yeah. was ready to go. The boat was ready to yeah. go. They were going to go to Australia. Everything was all set up. And then at the last second, Wendy's like, no, we're staying. What do you mean you're staying? Like you've been trying to get out of there for years. And now all of a sudden, here's your escape hatch and you're not going to use it? It was really... That was frustrating. I mean, it was a way maybe to keep the show going, but like, ugh, I mean, I can, I can't tell you how much I hate Wendy Bird. Like, I've never hated a character more on a TV show than her. It's, it, it, it uh, oh God. You have told me on, on multiple occasions, but that oh, means she does I, a good I, job as an actress if, if you hate her that I, much. I don't want to like, I want to save some of the stuff that I want to say. I mean, you know, Laura Linney is a great actress, and obviously that's why we hate her, right? Because she's able to do that. Right. I don't know how much more you want to do chronological. I, I, I don't want to spill all my feelings about Wendy Bird right now unless you want to lead up to it. Okay, so then we'll get to the last season very shortly. Uh-huh. Sure. Um, but I just wanted, I wanted to say, like, I wanted to make a point to talk about the last episode of season two. I knew there was going to be a season three as I was watching mm-hmm. it. But if I didn't know right. that... I would have thought, oh, this could be it. The show might be over. Yeah. And and that actually would have been, to me, a satisfying ending. And actually, the way season three ended, I don't know if you remember, but they go to Mexico with Helen, the lawyer. Yes. And Omar kills Helen in front of them. And that's how season three ends. I know. That was completely unexpected. But like, they could have actually ended the show on a real... I mean, there's no way they would have ended the show this way, but it would have been actually, like, critically, I bet you it would go down in history as one of the greatest endings where Omar kills them, and that's the end of the show. (laughs) I still don't understand why he killed Helen. I still don't get it. I mean, obviously, it's just to keep the show going, but, like, to rationalize it, I, I guess it's because, like, Marty and Wendy had more worth to him than she did. Like, Marty and Wendy make him money. Like they're the ones that launder all his money, you know, like she, he could find like lawyers loyal to him. Like he could find others like Helen, you know, I do need to go back. Sorry. And I knew I'd do yeah, this. Yeah, sure. I need to go back. So I, I, I think it was season one where mm. you remember Dell who's hardly in the show. Yeah. Dell. Yeah. He was like Omar's first, like, yeah. Well, all, all of, all of Omar's, number one people get killed, right? Yes. We have we have Dell, who's the big antagonist in season one, dead. We have Helen that comes, mm-hmm. dead. And then season four, Javi, dead, right? <laughs> Everyone dies. But like, I was, I, <laughs> it was very, it was kind of funny actually 
when Dell dies, Marty's like, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I think that was his reaction. <laughs> wait, wait, who, how, who killed Dell though? It was yeah. Darlene Snell's husband. Ah, Darlene's, it was Darlene's husband. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Oh, Darlene's husband. So yeah, so so it was Dar- Darlene Snell's husband kills Dell. Right. And then Marty says, you shouldn't have done that. No, and and it isn't that the same thing that happens in season four, because Ruth kills Javi. Right. And, I mean, he doesn't tell her you shouldn't have done that in that way, but like the whole time they're trying to convince her not to do it because it's going to be a bad idea, right? Right. Like, this is right. not, the, killing this guy, I know it's going to make you feel good, you're going to get the revenge, but you don't just go kill the mob boss, the head of the cartel, and get away with it, which is what we found out later, she doesn't, get it, it catches up to her finally, right, so. By the way, something that completely disgusted me was the relationship between um, Darlene Snell and, um, what's the kid's name? Wyatt. Wyatt. I was completely grossed out and disgusted by that relationship. There, there's no way. There's no way that happens. That was unbelievable to me. Well, first of all, Darlene Snell was disgusting. Yes, like she was. Like she killed her own husband. I'm sure if you see the actress in real life, she's perfectly lovely, and she could probably look. You'd see her like at a gala, and she's all dressed up. You'd say, "Wow, she looks beautiful." So they do a great job of really making her look gross, right? But like. But but not just her physical appearance. It's her, the way she, she. I mean, she's killed so many. She killed her own husband. Yes. Right? Yes. And how many other people did she kill? And she just doesn't care. Like she's so. She's such a gross character. So when Javi kills her, it was very very satisfying when Javi killed her, because of all the characters that deserve to die, Darlene was number one. But the problem was is that Wyatt got killed too, and that was. Shocking too, because why it's just this dumb kid. Like he's literally just this dumb kid who's just trying to like figure stuff out, you know? And yes, his relationship with Darlene was disgusting and gross. I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't understand it. And by the way, Wyatt actually before that was a smart guy. Like he could have gone to university. Like apparently he could have gone and got accepted to school but decided not to go. Like well, they're kind of showing that, like, when you grow up in the trash, like they are, this is what your life is. Like, you can't get out of it, right? They're trying to show, like, they've accepted that this is their lot in life. And and the sad part is, is that Ruth, Ruth didn't want to accept that. She was born into, like, the worst family. Everybody knows the Langmores are criminals. She lived in a trailer, <laughs> literally lived in a trailer, right? Like, and, you know, at the end... She was building this huge house with a big pool and she was the manager of the casino and she owned the, you know, like she had made it, you know, like she finally maybe got out of this bad life. But then, you know, obviously like uh, killing Javi caught up to her. So before we get to season four, because that's yeah. going to be the bulk of what we talk about. So yeah. many things happened in season three that I still don't understand. I know, and I've asked you about this before. I'm going to ask you again. You don't need to give sure. me an answer. But mm-hmm. like the whole thing with Maya, the FBI agent. So oh. she knows exactly what Marty's doing. And yet she doesn't arrest him. So I don't understand that. And then um, so at, at the beginning of season three, Maya and Marty are sort of 
working together. But is this season three or is this the beginning of season four? I thought it was. Anyways, season... I don't know what it is. I Doesn't thought matter. it was season three. It's possible. Yeah. Um, I thought it was season three. So I think you're right. Yeah. So they're working together, sort of, you know, and she's trying to get Marty to, you know, rat on the cartel. Yeah. Yeah. And he won't do it. And yet, and even though Maya knows that Marty's laundering money through his casino, she doesn't do anything about it. But I think she can't prove it. Like, she knows it's happening, and he's basically admitted it to her, too. Like, indirectly. Like, they have conversations where he's like, hypothetically, like, you know, like, like let's say I'm laundering money through the casino. Like, so I, I just don't think, I think she doesn't have the proof, like, the actual proof. Because Marty's so good at his job, he's better... He's better at laundering that money than the forensic accountants that the FBI have that can find what he's doing. Like they can't actually, they can't, I don't think they can prove it a hundred percent. So the other thing I didn't understand in that season was Wendy goes and has these meetings with that lawyer guy occasionally whose name escapes me at the moment. And, um, she's always trying to get like, this governor or this senator yeah. or this person yeah. on her side to vote in a certain way. And like, I never understood any of that. I never, I, I still don't comprehend any of that. Whole I mean, story. in my mind, most of that is just Wendy trying to be the all powerful Wendy, the one who's going to control everything in the, in the Midwest. And like, it's like she was in politics before, like before, 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 season zero, you know, like before mm-hmm. the show started, right? They they allude to that she was, you know, uh, assistant to a congressman or a senator, like she worked on campaigns and stuff. So she's such a screwed up person. Like she she can't, she can't help herself. Like she wants to be in this game. She she likes the game better than, than the outcomes. She just likes playing the game, right? But you're right. Like, I guess, I guess it was like that whole thing was like, their way to get out. Like if they got out of the cartel, they would have this whole thing set up where they'd have all their money and be rich. But like, I don't, Marty didn't care about any of that. Like he just wanted to live. And he wanted to get out of there. (laughs) Right. So you're right. I never understood like the importance of all that. Although it does come into play later because it's just, it's just trying to show like it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. Like they, they went from laundering money at the blue cat this little ho- little hotel like in the middle of nowhere to a casino and then the next step is you know congressmen and senators like in their pocket you know like it's just bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger right so anyway then we get to season 4 and yeah. as as you said well you said that you couldn't stand Wendy and you also oh, said God. that um Darlene needed to die yeah so Darlene dies in episode seven, this is the last yeah. episode of the first half of season four. Mm-hmm. So she dies. They kill her. So now the only person left that needs to die is Javi because he's a crazy person and he doesn't care. Or, or like Wendy. He, like he killed a sheriff, <laughs> right? He killed a sheriff yeah, yeah. and he didn't even care about it. No, Javi is like, he was a loose cannon, right? Like the difference between I said all of Omar's people like are killed, but like Dell wasn't like this this renegade guy that was gonna just go shooting people, and Helen didn't even do any of that stuff. Javi's just like he doesn't care what he does, right? That's the other thing is because he goes and he thre- the lawyer guy I can't remember his name, but he threatens him, right? Like they he has him at gunpoint. He's in his house and everything, 
And the lawyer guy's freaked out and calls Wendy. He's like, I never want to work with you again. Don't call me again. We're out. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. He's finished. But then at the end, he she sucks him back in. Like, what a loser. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, again, major spoiler here. Episode eight, yeah. the first episode of the second half of season four. Mm-hmm. Javi dies. Ruth kills him. So now, basically, all the bad guys are gone. Like, yeah. like Dar- Darlene's out of the picture and Javi's out of the picture. So there's really no kind of suspense There wasn't left. like this, there wasn't, you're right, there wasn't like the obvious villain anymore, right? Well, maybe it was Omar, but he was in jail. Right, he was in jail. To... And then all of a sudden they introduce Omar's sister. Camilla, I Camilla. think her name is. Yeah, yeah, but Camilla was never, I mean... This is this is we didn't okay, know so, her enough to hate her. Right. This is right? what bothered me. Like, why did they even introduce her into the picture? I I thought that I felt like that second half of the last season, they tried to tie everything up really quickly, and then all yeah. kinds of things happened in every episode, and they happened really quickly, and it didn't need to be that way. I think they could have tied it up, and made a good ending, where Javi yes dies. But maybe at the end, right? Not like right at the beginning of of second half of season four, right? Like they, they could have kept Javi, the triangle between Javi, Omar, Camilla, you know, like that could have still existed, but you're right. You're once, right. Once, like, Javi, once, Javi was, once Javi was dead, there was like the birds were in pretty much control at that point because they, they, were, they were trying to get Omar out of prison, but they didn't have to. Yeah. Well, what ended up happening is the weirdest thing, and this is kind of what bothered me a little bit about the last season is, like you said, there was no more villain and the birds are in control. But what ended up happening is the private investigator, what the hell is the guy's name? Oh, yes. Mel. (laughs) Mel Saddam. Mel Saddam. Mel actually, and the grand, Mel, and then to a certain extent, the grandfather become this very important like plot device like characters to like screw things up because mel is he's like a he's like a dog with a bone this guy he won't let it go right so it's like you when they introduce mel you're like ah what is this guy gonna do like he's investigating then he goes to see the grandfather you're like this is not gonna have any consequence on like the the main story and in the end he's the guy that screws everything up Right, he won't let go, and he won't let go, and it becomes kind of really. And I mean, the, the final season of the final episode is has to do with Mel, so it's kind of like a little bit weird that this character that no one really thought of all of a sudden became really kind of important to the how it wrapped up. As soon as I saw him the first time, I said, "Oh, this guy's gonna come back. It's gonna. Yeah, he's not just coming for one episode and leaving. He's gonna be an integral part of the show." But speaking of characters coming back, the thing that caught me off guard about season four at the end was Rachel. Like, when they introduced her, like, Ruth goes down to Florida, and then she's talking to this girl in the store, and I'm like, who is this? Yeah, I didn't know who that was. It took me, like, half an hour to realize who it was, that it was the the original owner. I didn't even remember her name. I had to look it up. The original owner of the Blue Cat. Same with me. You know, the one who... Yeah, I was like, and it's so weird that they kind of brought her back. It was, it was a little bit, I, I, I didn't get some of the decisions that the writers made, you know, at the end. I mean, like, so you say there's no more villains at the end, right? Yes. But to me, Wendy Bird, 
if anybody needed Wendy Bird deserved to die. She did. I, I want I wanted her to be killed. I wanted someone from the Bird family to pay the price of what they did. And Wendy was the one who deserved it the most. Like I they had a choice at the end. Wendy and then they decided, no, we're not gonna kill Wendy. We're gonna kill Ruth. And I was so mad when they killed Ruth. I mean, I understand she killed Javi and she can't get away with killing the, the, you know, like Camillo got her revenge and I get that, you know, you kill this guy Javi, you can't expect to just, the cartel's just going to let it go and not find out what happened. But Ruth is the best character on that show, right? She's excellent. Yes. She, I, I don't know, know if so, she won like best supporting actress or something, but I don't know. She deserved it if, yeah. she, if she didn't. I mean, just the, when the scene after Wyatt's killed, and she goes to confront the birds, right? Yeah. And she's in her car screaming. Like, I've never seen acting like that. Like, it's not just anger. It's like beyond anger, right? It's beyond It's beyond grief. It's beyond like shock. It's like I, I, she was shaking. Like ha, as an actress, how do you make yourself shake with anger? You know who did this. You, you tell me who he is. You tell me where he is. You tell me his name. Tell me. We don't, we don't know. I'm sorry. Hey, 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 hey. You're a liar, and I'm going to kill you. Really? I'm going to kill you if you don't no, tell you me. No, you are not. Relax. You hey, Listen, listen to me. If you want to stop me, you're going to have to kill me. She's a good actress, but in that episode, she's livid at the birds, but they didn't do it. Uh-huh. No, but she knows they're involved, right? And they want to know... She wants to, she knows that they know stuff, right? Like who killed him and. We didn't talk about Wendy Bird's, uh, we didn't talk about Wendy Bird's brother who he, he screwed a lot of shit up for people. Well, I mean, yes, Ruth fell in love with him and then he found out stuff that he shouldn't have found out and, you know, like, but Wendy Bird's brother was a very important part of season four at the end even when he was dead because the grandfather didn't want to stop looking for him Mel didn't want to stop looking for him right. Wendy knows all along that he's dead and she's pretending that he's missing it was ridiculous they all know you know um, that's why I was a little bit disappointed about the whole bird family and how season 4 like transpired you know like at the beginning of season 4 you know that they show they show you that there's this big car accident yeah I remember that yes Right. And then you forget at one point, we're like, oh, there's this big car accident. Like, when is this going to happen? Right. So finally, the car accident happens. They all hate each other. Jonah hates his mother. Like, she, he hates his mother. Right. Charlotte kind of hates her parents, but more like resents her mother. Like, you know, like it's different. I felt kind of bad for the actress who played Charlotte. They didn't develop her character at all. She sort of. Nothing really happened to her in season four, although Jonah became much more important. And obviously at the very, very end, he was the most important. But they hate her. They hate. And I never understood. Why does Marty, why is he so loyal to Wendy? Like, honestly, she screwed him at every turn. She, she like, she. She cheated on him in episode one. Yeah, but like she she sabotaged all his plans. Like you said, they could have got out at the end of season two. She's like, no, we're going to build a second casino. Like, what the hell, right? And then she, she like I said, she just loved playing that game. Like she 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 didn't, she didn't want to get out. She said she wanted to get out, but she loved being in it too much, right? So so they have this car accident and Ra 
the minute before the car accident, they all hate her. And then they all survive magically. They survive this crazy car accident where the car flips over 16 times. And then miraculously, everything's forgiven. We're a big family unit. We're the bird family. We all love each other. We're all going to support each other. Like all of a sudden everything changed. Like Jonah all of a sudden forgave his mother because what? The car flipped over? Like I did that, 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 that to me, that doesn't go, you know, he still knows that she's the one that got her, his uncle killed. Something I forgot to ask you about season three. Yeah. Going back to the FBI agent, Maya Miller. Yeah. So eventually her bosses take over this whole thing with Omar, the whole negotiation with Omar and what Omar is going to do for the FBI. Yes. And I guess she gets pissed because she's no longer in charge. I don't know what. But then Omar's on his way back to Mexico and all of a sudden Maya decides to arrest him before he gets on his plane without authorization from her boss. I didn't get that. So I didn't understand that at all. She screwed up everything. Yeah. She, she, she went rogue and she screwed up everything. Like I, I never really understood like why she, she arrested Omar and called off the whole deal that they had worked on, you know, like. I mean, I think we talked about this once, even on an episode when you had watched the show. I think we, or maybe it was. Well, we definitely talked about it because I remember asking, but I don't know if we talked about it on, on just, we just did it on the phone. I mean, in, the only thing I could think of is that she's like, she's like the righteous agent. Like the other agents didn't want to actually arrest Omar. They wanted to just have him in their pocket, basically. And, now, keep, whether that, and keep getting his money. Yeah. Whereas Maya is, they put her as like, the good one, right? Like she's the one who's making the moral decisions. And she's like, no, this guy's a piece of garbage. He's like one of the worst criminals in the world. We have to arrest him. So that's what she did, right? She felt like she had to do it, but it did screw up everything for everybody. <laughs> I mean, I guess if that doesn't happen and if, and if Wendy Bird's brother doesn't show up, if all those things don't happen, then there's no show. Yes. Exactly. And, and the private investigator, if he doesn't show up, there's no show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of the, some, the, sometimes what makes these type of shows really great, and I remember this, I remember talking to you about this, or I mean, I must have talked to you about it, when 24 was on, original, season one of 24. Yes, right? yes. What made 24 great in those first few years wasn't just like Kiefer Sutherland and the whatever. That part, I mean, he's great, and the show was great. They introduced sometimes like these small like bit characters that might have been on for one or two episodes, like... Like someone that Jack Bauer would meet like in a grocery store because there's a hostage situation or like, like just weird stuff. And like those little bit characters are sometimes what makes the show really, really great. And they, they tried to do that with like some characters like Maya Miller, who was really good. Um, I think they tried to do that with the priest. Like I never really understood the idea, like what the point of the priest was. Right. He doesn't show up until the last season and all of a sudden right? he's in every episode at the end. Right. And then, you know, Camilla, obviously she came in only sort of near the end and she was important. Like there's, there's a lot of times these little bit characters, but we didn't always get to know them enough, you know, <laughs> like, so it, it still was a little bit too much about Wendy and I couldn't, I didn't even want to watch when Wendy was on screen. I, I, I was sick to my stomach. I didn't even want to watch her. I was so annoyed with her. I, I hated her so much. Here's another thing that bothered me. So the birds figured out that it was Camilla that um, yes. tried to kill Omar yeah. when he was in prison. And Marty wanted to tell Omar. And Wendy's like, no, 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 no. We're not telling Omar. But had they They're told... They're always trying to... 
Had they told yeah. Omar, Omar would have had Camilla killed. And then, yeah. and then Ruth would changed st- everything. And then Ruth would still be alive. Yeah, could have changed everything. But like I said, Wendy was didn't want to get out. I think deep down she was like, she's such a psychopath. Now, speaking of psychopath, she tries twice to check herself into a mental hospital. Yeah. And I'm not convinced, like. Do you think she really do you think she really was aware that she was mentally ill and really wanted to go into the hospital or that was just part of like a big fake out to make her family sympathetic towards her? Like I'm still not I'm still right in the middle of that argument. I don't know if she was really truthful. Like I don't know if she really was mentally ill or if she was faking. Like I don't know. I really don't know. I you know what? That didn't even cross my mind, but now that you mention it, she's done crazier things. So I mean, she was so rude to the the people at the hospital. Remember the first time she goes? It's like, well, like, what well, the hell? The thing is, it's usually when you check into one of those places, you don't check yourself in. Someone checks you in. So if yeah. you're if you're well enough to drive yourself there and check yourself yeah. in, then do you really belong there? Right. Because if you're well enough, I mean, I don't want to... Right. What do, I don't know about mental illness. No, and, neither do to, I. To that extent, you know? But, like, to me, she needs to go see, like, a psychiatrist. Talk to someone. She doesn't need to be committed in a hospital, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know. It, like, the whole thing was, like, a little bit, a little bit weird to me. So, I, I need know. to ask you a question about the last scene of the last episode. Okay, let's do it. So, the cookie jar. The cookie jar, yeah. So it well, doesn't it have... The, it has uh, it has he, his ashes inside it, the uncle's ashes. Right, it doesn't have cookies in it. So no. Mel Saddam, he doesn't figure out until the last minute that the cookie jar has ashes in it and not cookies. Right. I don't know how he figured it out, to be honest. But anyway, so he, he gets the cookie jar and he's like, yeah, now I've got evidence to prove, yada, 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 yeah. although... Well, now he has the ashes of... The brother, so like they can't claim that he's missing. Like he is dead now. Right. Like, but that's it's, his. It's it's just ashes. Like how can he prove whose ashes they I are? I think you can. I think you can get the DNA on those. Okay. In any case. Well, I don't know. What do I know? <laughs> so, Jonah comes out with the rifle, which he learns how mm-hmm. to use. He learned how to use a few years earlier. You learned how to use that in season one when the old geezer that lived downstairs showed him how to use the gun. Exactly. And then the screen goes to black. And you hear That's a gunshot. It. So my question is, did he shoot Mel Saddam or did he just shoot the cookie jar so that he couldn't use the ashes that were in it? Oh, shit. I didn't think of that. I mean, look, they, they intentionally made an ambiguous ending, right? right? Obviously, it goes black. And so, I mean, when it goes black and you hear the gunshot, it's up to your imagination as to like what happened. Um. I just, I always thought, he, I, I assumed he shot Mel. Um, because remember, it, remember it, he learned how to shoot and he had very good aim. So he may have just yes. shot the cookie jar itself to destroy the evidence and didn't kill Mel. Because, and the reason, I asked, the reason I asked this question is because, well, A, I want to know the answer. But B, if you notice, I don't think any of the birds actually mm. killed anyone in the entire series. They, they had people killed, but they didn't yes. actually do any of the killing themselves. 
You're right. You're absolutely right. So, well, I mean, obviously Charlotte and Jonah never, Charlotte and Jonah didn't, Charlotte didn't do anything. Jonah, maybe at the end, but you're right. And Wendy, you know, had people killed. Same with Marty. Um, good question. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it could be that he just shot the cookie jar to get rid of the evidence and it's all scattered on the ground now. And you that's, know, that's what I think happened. That's how I Mel is like a dog with a bone. I told you, like, he's not going to stop. So I think he probably did shoot Mel like, because it's like what I told you, it's like after the car accident, the bird family had this <laughs> epiphany, you know, and they're like, we got to stick together. It's just us. And then when Mel's threatening his family at the end and the whole thing is going to go sour, there's only one way to way to do it. Although I don't think Charlotte and Marty would approve. They were probably mortified that Jonah killed someone. Um, Wendy is a psychopath and she probably was happy about that. So, <laughs> so even though everyone dies in this show, yeah, there are some funny parts. Oh, there's tons of funny parts. Like I mean, the, the show when Marty shows up at Ruth's trailer and says to her, is Nelson underneath your pool? Yeah. Like the way he asks the question. It was great that actually she buried Nelson in the pool. Like that was really a nice little touch. Right? I mean, there, there's a lot of funny parts in the show. Like Ruth is very, very like you, she's very, very engaging. Like as a character, like you can't not love her. Like, first of all, like every second word she says is f- <laughs> like, yes. like she, she can't not swear. Like every single thing she says is vulgar and swearing. And that's her character, which is absolutely incredible. Like, you know, like, um, she, she's the best part of the show. Like for me, like, that's why I was so mad when they killed her. And then I hated Wendy so much. I wanted Wendy to die instead of her. I know they just wanted to have an ending where the birds made it out or presumably made it out, but like they were, they were at the center of all this crap this whole time. Like they shouldn't have got out clean, you know, like honestly they shouldn't have, you know? I mean, in fairness to them, it wasn't their fault. They were, they were doing this to stay alive at the beginning. They were doing it just to stay alive. Wendy was the one who, who precipitated everything and made it even worse. But Marty was just doing it to just stay alive. Cause if he didn't agree to do it, he'd be dead. Yeah. 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 I really do love Jonah, by the way. The fact that he's, what, 13 years old and he knows how to launder money? Because I don't know how to do yeah. that. Well, they really, like like I said, like they really didn't give Charlotte anything to do like in season four at all, you know? Like nothing. Um, she had a couple of scenes where she went back to Chicago and she tried to talk to the daughter of Helen. Like it was kind of, I didn't care for that part anyways. And um, But Jonah, they really gave Jonah a much more important role and he became a much very, very important character in the show, right? Like he, he was living at the hotel. He was working for Ruth. Like it was. What, what kind of 13 year old lives by himself? I know. And launders money. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) I mean, I, I assume he was 13. I don't even know how old he is. It's funny because at one point in season four, it's like they have to go back to school. And you're like, these, these kids go to school. Like, come on. Just, like, just don't bother showing us. Like, do they want to show us that they go to school? We didn't need to know that they went to school again. Just forget about that. We Just let it be, right? It was kind of stupid. That was a little weird. Yeah. So overall, like, um, were you happy with the way the show ended? Or like, like, was it a satisfying ending? Not really. 
I mean, not really. I, yeah. I, I would have preferred, again, I'm not a writer, but I would have preferred, you know, yeah. see the last season was those 14 episodes, you know, seven and then seven. Yeah. But seven, really seven. the last ep- the last season could have just been 10 episodes like the others. And with the last episode being, you know, when Javi dies. So maybe it's not the last episode. Maybe he dies in the second to last episode or something. But basically once yeah. he's dead, the show could end. There nothing needed yeah. to happen after that. They didn't need yeah. to introduce Omar's sister. All the all the stuff that happened after that didn't need to happen. Right. In yeah. my in my opinion, I, I hear you. I hear you. I think it was like a, I think it was a fine ending. It was good, but like I said, it wasn't wasn't the ending I would have done. I think the birds needed to pay more of a price. Wendy should have died instead of Ruth. Like if I was writing the show, Ruth would have been living in luxury at her 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 estate you know right. on the Missouri on the river well there's so and, many ways that Ruth could have stayed alive there's so many ways yeah 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 I mean look like I said every second word she says is a swear word she pisses people off everywhere she goes but she has a charm about her like for example Frank Jr you know like yes. the Kansas City mob yes right she hated Frank Jr they, he wanted to kill her she wanted to kill him. He wanted to kill her. And in the end, they're the only two that like stuck together. Like he, he came through for her when she needed it. Yes, you know? that's right. So like, that's just a testament to like, she, she has a way about her that, you know, gets you to be on her side. You know, that's why Jonah also like was preferred her over her own family. You know? I mean, everyone so. had major, major issues in this show. All the characters like Wendy's, oh, yeah. Wendy's dad, you oh. know? He he seems like this upstanding guy because he wants to find his son. But yeah. like little do you know, I, I think he abused his kids when they were younger, and he's, yeah, an and he's an alcoholic. You know, so it's like he's not he's not like uh, warm and fuzzy like you think he is. Did you did you enjoy like the opening of each episode? It didn't really the show didn't really have a theme song, but they had this like graphic that would come up with four symbols. Yes, four objects yes, that yes. were going to be in the show. So I didn't, like, did I, ne- you... I never, I've seen all of them. I, I don't understand any of them. Like it's well, no, supposed I mean, to be, it's supposed to be a foreshadowing of what you're about to see. Yes. So if, 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 for me to understand it, I'd have to watch the episode, then go back and watch the beginning and see what four diagrams they put. Yeah. And then yeah. maybe I could figure it out. But like. Sometimes they were obvious, like they showed the swimming pool or they show a bottle of beer or like sometimes it was obvious, but like sometimes I was like, what is that thing? And what's like, you know, like you're right. Sometimes it was like, you only realize after I'm like, oh, that's what that was. You know, um, I thought it was clever. It was a nice little clever way to do the show. Like they didn't really have a theme song or anything. It had this instead. Which actually know? was good that they didn't have a theme song because you get right into the show. Yeah. They had a lot of good music that they would put in the show. Like they, they played a lot of good music. There was a good Frank Sinatra song, um, in, um, in a scene at the blue cat, I think summer winds. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I, I, I downloaded it after that episode. So I only have one thing to say. I'm going to leave you with a little funny story. The personal story about Ozark that's come up in the last week in my house. Okay. By the way, (laughs) do do your kids watch the show too? No, no, just me and my wife watched it together. Okay. So I told you we got a new couch. Yes, I can't wait to see this couch. Okay, so now the old couch is just like in the garage and we put it up on like Facebook Marketplace, Kijiji. We're like, you know, like we're trying to sell it or figure it out. It's, it's actually pretty hard to sell a couch because people want the couches, but no one can pick it up and move it. The interesting thing is my wife is like, 
well, if we don't sell the couch, we could just do like Ruth and Ozark and just put it right out on the lawn. <laughs> just sitting there. That's know? hilarious. I would love to drive could, by your house and the see the old couch outside. That is hilarious. I always thought it was crazy, right? Like, they just had, like, a couch, like, just right in front of the trailer. Couch. Regular couch. Well, what's wrong with that? You need to have somewhere well, to sit. Well, I mean, sit. when it rains. Like, you know how gross that couch must be? Oh, yeah, but that couch was disgusting already, so who cares? I know. Anyway, so that's the story about my couch. <laughs> the Skip and Josh podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. If you listen to the show through Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. To interact with the show, send an email to skipandjawshow at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter and go to Facebook to like the show page. And now, for some final thoughts from the guys. Can we do a What Bugs Me? Oh, I would love to do a What Bugs Me. That's great. You're kidding me? Boy, are you bugging me, man. I'm going to... When I get, I'm gonna nail. Ooh, I'm, I'm getting bugged now. Whoa, man! So, this happened to me this week, and the thing is, I'm not sure if we've already done this one because it happens <laughs> happened to me many times. Okay, this is great. So it I'm might recurring. be it might be a repeat. I'm not sure. Right. So you know, when I send you a text message, if mm. I have four or five different things to tell you. I put them all in one text message. So your phone only beeps once. But there are people who, for some reason, they will send like one line, hit enter, another line, hit enter, another line, hit enter, and another line, and hit enter. So my phone beeps four times in the span of four seconds, when all of that could have been in one message. We have a very good friend that is addicted to sending one-word texts and emojis. Well, I don't know who that is. Yeah, Sean. Oh, no, no. Sean is the worst culprit of what you're talking about. He's not. He's not. There are way worse people than him. <laughs> Believe me. Because you don't really? get you don't get many messages from Sean because I don't yeah, I'm not yeah. sure he knows how to send a text message, but um <laughs> but there are people who actually know about technology. What they're doing. Who know yeah. how to use a smartphone. They 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 just they're too lazy to type a period and type a new sentence in the same bubble and instead yeah. they send you four bubbles in four seconds and your phone beeps you know, four you, times. People don't know you could push a return without sending the text and it goes to another line. You I know. know. So you could, yes. you know, you can format it nicely, readable. No, but Sean is the worst. There's one day that I told you like a couple of weeks ago we had lunch at like Orange Julep and the day before we had brunch uh, also in that same area. Yeah. And I'm, I'm on the, driving to the, I'm driving to the restaurant. My phone's in my pocket. My phone is just exploding. Seven times, eight times in a row. Like, it's just, I, I, I could feel it. I'm like, I'm like, Dan, I, I told my wife, I'm like, I just got like seven or eight text messages. She's like, oh, do you want to like take your phone out and I'll look? I'm like, no, they're definitely from Sean. Like, <laughs> because he, he literally like writes like four words at a time and then the next one and the next one. And then he follows up with an emoji and then he follows up on the emoji with another emoji. Right? So, oh boy. That is really a great what bugs me, and it really bugs me, too. That really, like, that's what bugs us. That's a good one. Okay, great. Well, it was great talking to you about Ozark. Likewise. Great to talk to you, and I'll talk to you next time. Have a great week. <laughs>